What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Part My Mental Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Savage, aka Jackie. Um, per usual, as always, thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode, and also thank you for tuning in to all the previous episodes. Um, if this is your first time listening to Part My Mental, please, please, please feel free to go back and listen to the previous five episodes. Um, I feel like this podcast has been getting so much traction. Um, the audience isn't as big as other podcasts you know of course but as far as starting out I feel like we're doing a really good job I feel like the engagement has been amazing I feel that people are actually getting something out of this and it makes me very happy to know that people are actually getting something out of listening to part of my mental I feel like we're attacking topics that don't get this first of all mental health doesn't get discussed often anyway especially in the black and brown communities however I think the topics that we're discussing often gets you know kind of glossed over a little bit so I'm glad that we're able to touch people and have people look at certain things a certain way you know the episode where I talked about um, toxic friendships Um, I actually had a lot of response back in that episode from people who were just like, I didn't realize that my friend was actually a toxic friend or they didn't realize that they could possibly be the toxic friend. And I thought that that was pretty dope, especially knowing that I have people who are listening to the podcast who are open-minded and can see things through a different lens rather than their own. As humans, I feel like we have a really hard time looking at things from other people's perspectives. And I think that people responding and saying that they've been able to do that is really dope. And it makes me really excited for the future of this podcast. Um, I do want to say that this is episode six of the Part of My Mental Podcast, which means we only have four more episodes left in season one. Now, when we finish season one, we're probably going to go on a little bit of a hiatus. The longest I will probably, I don't want it to go longer than a month um, because what I'm really going to do is, uh, I got to get my life together. I told you on last week's episode that um, I was laid off in May And I've been having a really hard time in my life over the last couple months, you know, being laid off, my grandfather passing away, having to travel back and forth between Texas and Louisiana to kind of handle his estate. And then my brother just went back to school. He goes to school in Houston um, at Texas Southern. So shout out to Texas Southern University, the Tigers. Um, So him going back to school and then my mom is having her own issues as far as health is concerned. It's been so much that's been going on in my life and I'm just trying to you know trying to stay afloat so I don't want the hiatus to go longer than a month even though I will be on hiatus I still will be fully engaged with you guys especially on Facebook I'm going to make it a point to go ahead and get Instagram and um, Twitter rolling Um, and I would love for you guys to continue to spread the message spread the you know, the word to your friends and your family members about part of my mental. Um, And I'm still accepting suggestions for the podcast. I got a couple of really good suggestions. One of the suggestions that I got was about, uh, well, one of them was pretty, pretty much the same uh, about toxic friendship. And, but the part about the toxic friendship that I don't think I discussed, I discussed that sometimes your friendships are almost like, your relationships and so when you have to end it 
with that friend it's almost like a breakup but I didn't discuss the feeling that you get you literally when you have a friend who's toxic but you've been so close with that friend for a really long time it really will the toll that it'll take on you from the ending of it can really be like ending a relationship with someone and I have a a family member her name is Jasmine shout out to Jasmine Um, she's my cousin and she's you know she's going through it and everything and she was just saying about how it basically it sucks it feels like a divorce for her and I'm just like you know that's I don't think that I really touched upon that and it's really I touched more upon the process like going through that toxic friendship but I didn't really go through the aftermath and that's a really 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 good um thought to it's a really good episode I think that'd be dope to kind of figure out well how do you cope after the friendship is over after that piece of your life and really your heart is over like what do you do um so I think it'll be dope to touch on the aftermath rather than the present part of it um I had another suggestion about emotional support animals I kind of touched upon that a little bit it's just a coping mechanism but I would love to get more in depth into how do you register your animal as an emotional support animal how do you know what animal you know is right for you because not everyone is you know into animals and you know a lot of people they think of emotional support animals are just an animal as a pet and they automatically think oh well I'll just you know just get a dog I have a cat his name is Fast Cat. He's pretty popular, you know, amongst the ladies. <laughs> but I've had Bass Cat for 10 years, which is the last time I had my last suicide attempt. So Bass Cat has been in my life for 10 years and he has kept me afloat because it doesn't matter what kind of animal you have. Animals know when something is wrong and they have the tendency to stay by your side when something's wrong and I know a lot of people especially cats they have this negative connotation around them about how they're sneaky they're evil you know they attack you and blah 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 but let's just be all the way 100 cats have the negative connotation that they have because the people who had them before were trash to those pets and so they retaliate dogs would do the same thing if you treat a dog like crap they're going to be scarred to where when it comes to the next owner it's going to take them forever to open up to that owner because they have trust issues or they're going to retaliate on your ass so you treat these animals with respect and they're just going to love you i've had bass cat for 10 years never treated him like shit ever and he's never attacked me now there was a time where bass cat kind of scared me in my sleep and i punched him by accident but he still loves me because i apologize I let him have his space kind of like a relationship and, and everything was good but other than that animals are only going to true enough a lot of animals have predatory nature that's that's just how they survive and that's the animal kingdom for you but if you treat an animal with love and respect nine times out of ten they're going to treat you with the same love and respect back um and they can sense that so having an episode where we discuss emotional support animals, the benefits, how you can get them, um, how we can get you to a, you know, a, a therapist in your area, or how you can find out about a therapist and find in uh, the financial part of it and insurance and stuff like that. Because a lot of times insurance won't cover, you know, anything like going to therapy or mental health 
sessions or anything like it won't cover it so i'm going to do a lot of research i'm really going to work on that and i really want to help you guys out and, and if you have a job go through your hr person and say hey i need to talk to someone when i worked at centurylink i found my therapist from working at centurylink centurylink had a policy in their company where um they would pay for eight sessions with you as a therapist eight and anything after eight you would have to pay of course and you have to find out about your insurance and i found my therapist through that service and you know and i found my therapist by asking all the right questions like are they racist do they have an issue with black people i know that sounds crazy but i'm from the south and that is a question that has to be asked along with are they gay friendly because i am a gay woman so I ask those two questions, and then the third one is just like, well, are they super-duper religious? Do they believe in God? Blah, blah, blah. Those three questions are important to me. And the reason why the one about religion is important is because I grew up in the church. Um, I don't don't want to sit here and say that I don't want someone who's overly religious, but if you're spiritual, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... And to be super-duper religious, of course, is going to be a problem with me being gay and a lot of people in the south use their religion to attack blacks or or people who are not of a lighter complexion aka white you know let's just keep it let's just call it for what it is or vice versa you got some black people who do the same thing so um we'll get definitely get deep into that um if you are listening to this podcast right now you're going through a tough time and you need a therapist but you're not sure what to do go through your job go through hr and see what they have available for you um see if they can pay for a few sessions and then go from there my job did it so i'm pretty sure there's another job out there that could do the same thing for you um like i said i'm really hoping that life for me will be a little bit more stable once the hiatus is over um like i said i'll stay engaged i'll stay making sure that we communicate i still accept suggestions i do plan on next season being additional 10 episodes so hopefully we'll be at 20 episodes and i'm really excited about this i'm excited about where it's going i'm excited about where it's headed and I haven't really done anything huge with it, but you know, I've been brainstorming. My mind's always running like 90 to nothing, like my mom always says. <laughs> so uh, I'm just hoping for good things for the future. Um, before we move on to the coping mechanisms, I have to get a give a shout out to the New Orleans Saints. We played the Houston Texans last night and that game literally gave me a heart attack. And it really, I hope it really shows all of the NFL in the world of just how clutch of a team we actually have, especially with our quarterback and especially with our kicker because he is accurate as hell. I trust him with a kick that's going to be 50 yards or more because that motherfucker will kick that shit from here to Timbuktu and still make that goddamn field goal. So <laughs> I've always just, that's just a team that I'm just so passionate about. And for Drew Brees to be 40 years old and to have 37 seconds left on the clock and to have shredded that fucking defense in 37 seconds, that shit was just amazing to watch it's football season i love football i love sports really 
Um, but my main sport is football. It used to be basketball, but it's really not the same anymore. Um, and I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. Shout out to the Bulls. We are rebuilding, so we'll get there. But shout out to the New Orleans Saints for the dub last night. That was super dope. And I also want to acknowledge that tomorrow is the Remembrance Day of the terrorist attacks on 9-11. I remember where I was when the terrorist attacks happened. I was in 8th grade in Monroe, Louisiana at Washtenaw Paris Junior High School. Shout out to the Lions. And I remember them saying that we had to, I was in science class, I think it was like fourth hour or something. And um, I had to go to, we all had to go and meet in this one room. And the TVs were on, the lights were off, and everybody was just sitting there like, ah. And I remember just saying, you know, what movie is this? And the teacher goes, this isn't a movie, this is an attack on our country right now. And I didn't really know what it meant. And then when I saw the Twin Towers, I immediately thought of my cousin Sean, who played in the NFL at the time. He was playing for the New York Jets, and he was living in New York at the time. And so I was like, oh, my God. And I remember freaking out. My mom called the school, and everybody's parents were calling the schools. And I think at that time, Bush, um, President Bush, had flown from wherever he was to Louisiana. He flew from wherever he was to Shreveport and then from Shreveport to Monroe Regional, which literally was less than a half a mile away from the school. And that essentially put the school on lockdown because the president was in town. And so we had to sit there in the school and they had to cancel school. And so I remember where I was when 9-11 took place. And I remember the effects that it had on our country. And I remember my own prejudice that it instilled in me because when I was 17, I had to fly to California to have my tonsils removed. My dad paid for it um, with his insurance, so I had to go to a hospital out there. And I remember sitting on the plane and, you know, boarding, and everybody was boarding, and this guy walks over and he sits down and he had a turban on. And me being 17 me having my own prejudice from looking at TV and how these were suddenly the bad guys and stuff like that. I didn't want to sit next to them. And so I'm, I can admit that I had my own prejudice and the older I got, the the more I learned to listen, not everybody. First of all, why would you be prejudiced against someone else when your race as a whole has been, has been discriminated against since the beginning of time? Number one, um, I had to check myself. And then number two, I ended up meeting a girl who was from the Middle East and just getting to know her and learning the culture and reading and researching, especially when Google is free. Um, I learned a lot and I was like, damn, like, bitch, you, you really are an asshole. And I really was just like, I got to continue. I have to go back to treating people with the same respect that I would want. And so that was a really huge learning experience. And so, um, share your stories as to where you were when 9-11 happened. What were your thoughts? Did you go through the same prejudice? Did you lose a family member? How did that affect your family? How did you guys make it through? Um, how do you guys make it through even now? You know, even though it's all these years later, it just, it really does seem like it just happened like a year or two ago. And uh, it's been like 20 something years now, maybe 20, 21, if anything, it's probably, who knows, probably almost 20. But um, 
Yeah, just just hang in there. If your family went through it and you're still feeling the effects of it, you guys are in my prayers. Um, I can't imagine what you guys went through and are going through because I can only imagine what my family went through being unable to contact my cousin Sean at that time because his his we call him Sean because his middle name is LaShawn, but his first name is Marcus. Marcus Coleman, he played in the NFL. Retired a cowboy, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, phones were ringing off the hook. Lines were backed up. We couldn't get in touch with him. And the amount of fear that struck through our family because we couldn't get in touch with him, I can only imagine how you guys felt. So my prayers are with you. Reach out to me if you ever need someone to talk to. I can do my best to kind of understand and, and be there with you guys through it. Um, two coping mechanisms. Of course, we're doing coping mechanisms every week. And I'll continue to do the same thing in season two. Um, the first mechanism is getting a massage. Uh, going to a massage parlor like Massage Envy for a relaxing experience and an awesome ambiance. Um, it's been a while since I've gone and gotten a massage, but it is the f relaxation that your body feels because they're, they're like candles, you know, and they got the smelling, you know, massage oils and stuff like that. And just being able to relax your mind and your muscles and your body all at the same time while someone is going to town on your muscles, that shit is a different level of relaxation. It's so amazing. It feels so great. It feels so good, especially if you get someone who knows what they're doing. Um, so just find yourself a massage parlor. Go get a massage. Get your mind clear. Get a, one of the best packages that you could ever get for as long as you want. Pay top dollar. Take care of yourself. It's okay to spoil yourself. Don't let anyone tell you that spoiling yourself is wrong. It's nothing wrong with it. Do with it as you please and as you feel. The other thing that I do, and it's actually one of my favorite things to do, and my, my girlfriend loves it because she likes to eat, <laughs> um, is cooking. Um, cooking can be very therapeutic. I think if you find something that you love to cook and you cook it, you'd be surprised. You turn on a little bit of music, pour yourself a glass of wine, and you cook. That shit is actually more relaxing than people think. Um, especially, I do recommend cooking something that requires some homemade bread. So when you get that bread and it's done rising and all this other stuff and you got to knead the dough, you take all your frustrations on that dough. You beat the dog shit out of that dough, <laughs> okay? Like my mom, she makes homemade pizza, which means she makes her own pizza dough. Like, she doesn't go to the store and buy already-made pizza crust. Like, no, she makes her own pizza dough, her own tomato sauce, all, all of that stuff. She does that herself. and Or she makes um, stromboli, which requires for you to make your own dough for the stromboli. And she does that, and that's how she lets out her frustrations, is by using the dough as a beating tool like she needs the fuck out of it and that has always helped her and she'll put on her headphones listen to music and she'll need that dough and she'll feel so much better and you get a great meal out of it um if you're not really a great cook you can find some cooking classes in your city like you can sign up for a cooking class pay the registration fee 
show up they'll usually pour you a glass of wine and say hey we're making this today and you go and you go to the class and you make it i think that would be super dope and that's also a really really good date night idea so not only just to you know get yourself together and to help with your mental health it's also a really good date night idea so just take that into consideration so two coping mechanisms getting a massage and cooking or going to cooking classes um this week's episode is episode six um this this week's episode is hashtag bitch i came to work now out of all (laughs) out of all the titles i've had for each episode this one is the only one that has a curse word in it I know people are probably spinning their heads, oh my God, if you didn't know, this podcast is not necessarily rated E for everyone, but it's definitely rated C for a lot of cussing. So, <laughs> so it's not really a lot of, of cussing. I'm pretty, you know, minimal on the cussing, but I'm a firm believer that curse words are sentence enhancers and a bitch won't feel me if I ain't got them in there. So, hashtag bitch I came to work. Um, the reference track for this episode and for this title is called Working Girl by Shangela Laquifa. I don't know if anyone watches RuPaul's Drag Race, but I want to say she was either on season one or season two. And she's out of Dallas, Texas. That's where she's from. And I heard of her because I watched RuPaul's Drag Race. I was a huge, huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. I've met a couple of drag queens from the show, actually, and more so now living in Dallas. I've, you know, met a couple of more drag queens. My dream is to meet Shangela and to meet Alyssa Edwards. I love, which, you know, Alyssa Edwards is Shangela's, you know, mother, drag mother. And I am so obsessed with those two women. Like, y'all have no idea. I love them so much. But um, that's how I heard of Sh- uh, Shangela Laquifa. You know, she's Miss Hallelujah herself. And the song came out on August 7th, 2012. Now, the song is a really upbeat song. But it's a very positive song saying, you know, you're a working girl. You're a professional. You're going out there. you killing shit. You're a boss and all this other kind of stuff. And so I, I chose that song, <coughs> excuse me, not only because I love her and because it's a good song, but because it is positive and because it is upbeat. And I feel like we need a song in this, you know, series that is a little bit upbeat. And I also... wanted this episode to talk a lot about taking a mental health day from work there's a negative connotation of people taking time off from work whether you're sick or you have bills you gotta go take care of because your schedule's weird you can't really get it taken care of like you want to but there's rarely ever a conversation about taking a mental health day from work and I remember, I want to say it was either when Obama was running for his second term or when Donald Trump was running uh, for this first long, drawn-out term. Um, There was a small, a smidgen of a conversation, excuse me, about mental health days. Not saying that Donald Trump brought it up, but it was a discussion at some point in, like, debates or, you know, Fox News and CNN or social media, there was a small conversation about it because we were talking about health care and mental health is health 
care. Like you need health care for mental health. We need to talk more about it. And I remember someone discussing about how we need to take mental health and the workplace a little bit seri- more seriously because at the time we were having people who were going to their jobs and shooting the place up. And I think one of the places happened to like a YouTube headquarters and there was a situation at CNN headquarters and stuff like that. And I thought that was a really good conversation even though that was years ago. But I am a firm believer that it is okay to take a mental health day from your job. Because at the end of the day, work, I mean, we can all agree that work will and can drain you because the workplace is stressful, especially depending on the kind of work that you do. Um, You have some jobs that refuse to hire more people um, because that means that's more money out of their pocket, but you're getting paid 10, 12, 10, $11 an hour to do the work of like 10 people. And then you're stressed out. And then you you screw up and you do one thing wrong and then you're constantly hearing about it and you know it's it's just it just becomes too much. And also another thing, realistically, we spend more time at work than we do with our own families. So sometimes if you know if you need a break from your family sometime, what makes you think that you won't need a break from work, especially if you spend more time at work than you do with your own family? I mean, if you if you spend more time at work than you do with your own family, of course, quite naturally, needing a break from work is going to be necessary. Um, I know the first question that people will, will come to is, well, what about money? If I take this day off from work, I'm not going to get paid. Well, there's three things you can do. Number one, you can save. We should be saving anyway, save for a rainy day. You know, you just never know what could happen in life. But if you save money and you have a really good savings account, then you'll be able to afford to miss that one day. And what you have in your savings account can cover the $125 you might have made that day. Um, so that's one option. Another option is PTO, paid time off. PTO is time that you earned. So technically that time is yours. You can do with it as you want with that time as long as it's within company rules. I don't think that there's anything wrong. Most jobs require that you give them a 48-hour um, notice of any time off that you may take. As long as you give them that 48-hour um, notice and no one else is going to be off that day, Put the time in, take the time off. Or you can flex. Some jobs will allow you to flex. When I worked at CenturyLink, we had a flex option. And basically what that flex was is let's say you wanted to take Thursday off, but you didn't want to use your PTO or you didn't have any PTO left over because some of y'all be doing that. Um, what you can do is you can work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, off Thursday, work Friday or how many hours you're going to take off on Thursday which is going to assume it's a full eight hour shift you make up those hours throughout the week and it's almost as if you didn't miss a day at work at all now I know to a lot of people they'll think of that and be like well dang I gotta be at work an extra two hours to make up for that you know yeah you gotta be at work an extra two hours but I mean if you're worried about the money part of it then you will do what you have to do and then you have that one day off to take care of yourself I don't see you know what the issue is so when you take that mental day off 
What do you do? What do you do during your mental health day? Well, there's, there are several things that people can do during those mental health days. You can use the day to recharge. Sleep in, get some rest, um, binge watch your favorite show, catch up on any recordings, um, do a little cleaning in your house. Cleaning for some people can be pretty therapeutic. It's definitely therapeutic for me, reorganizing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, basically do things that are peaceful and cleansing to your energy. Sage yourself. Put lavender oil in your diffuser. Calm yourself. Be at peace with yourself. Um, like I say, binge watch your favorite TV shows. Find activities to do during the day. Find things that you would love to do that during the day, during a work day, that you normally cannot do. Why? Because you're at work. Um, I think taking the time to have that break from work is necessary and it's needed. When I worked at CenturyLink and even at my last job when I worked there, my mental health days always fell on a Friday. Why? Because a bitch needed a three-day weekend from you motherfuckers. So, <laughs> so I would always make sure that the Friday that I wanted was fully available um, because you need, I need that. You know what I'm saying? Some people would take, or you can take a Monday off, you know, so that way you have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. But for me, I prefer Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Because, um, you know, you can party on a Friday. So go out, drink, you know, do whatever you want. Get yourself together. Um, it's it's super, just whatever it is that you want to do on that day to kind of get yourself together is dope. That'd be perfect for you to go get massages or take a cooking class, you know. Um, go to Barnes & Noble. Find a book. Sit there, read the book, you know, or buy the book and go to a park and go stop by Starbucks, get your favorite Starbucks drink and sit at the park and read. Especially if it's a beautiful day outside. Oh, my God. That shit is so it's so amazing. It's so peaceful. All you hear is just like the leaves blowing and the, the birds chirping. And I know that sounds super corny. And I know that sounds like, oh, my God. It sounds like a movie, blah, blah, blah. But that kind of stuff really is dope. And it really is amazing. And it's really, really enjoyable. So hopefully... Um, you guys can find something that kind of works for you. Those are just some things that work for me. Um, or you can, some people paint, you know, they'll take the time out to find a, a location that they feel is beautiful, that they can recreate, take all of their, you know, their pistol and the canvas and everything else and, you know, just kind of paint and, and live your life. Just do peaceful things. You know, don't think about work. Don't stress about work. If someone from work texts you, ignore them. Put them on do not disturb. You just have to separate yourself from what causes you stress. Whatever works best for you. Another thing to kind of keep in mind is that a job will replace you in a heartbeat. But your loved ones can't replace you. A job will always find a way to replace your ass. So if you stress yourself out to the point where you kind of croak over and you die, or you have like a heart attack or a stroke or something or something like that, your job will probably send a couple of flowers over. That's if they care enough to do that. But at the end of the day, they're going to have somebody in your spot a week or two later. 
I promise you. Either that or they're just going to give your workload to someone else and then it's going to be a trickle-down effect and everyone's going to be croaking and dying because they refuse to spend the money to, to on what they need to hire another person. So I understand that this whole conversation on what about bills, blah, 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 I understand that the bills are going to be there. Nothing about those bills are going to change. They're going to be there. But if you don't take care of yourself, you won't be here. So if you're not here, how are your kids going to survive? How is your how is your husband or your wife going to survive? How are your families going to survive without, like how? They can't replace you. They can't ever bring you back. That's why I, I stress so much about taking a mental health day and taking care of yourself. Don't let these jobs run you into the into the ground. These jobs are just like regular people. They people will only do to you what you allow. That sentiment is the same for a job. They will only do to you what you allow them to do to you. So if you allow them to abuse you and beat you down and all this other kind of stuff, then they're going to do that. Um and some of these jobs will drive you crazy and won't care two shits about it. They'll just be like, well, oh, okay. Like, I remember going up to to a supervisor I had. I'm not going to say her name. Because at CenturyLink and at FanCloth, I had a female at both. So you'll never guess who the fuck it is. But if you know me and you know where I've worked, you, you'll probably figure out who it is. But I remember going up to her and telling her, like, look, I'm super stressed out. I just need a moment. You know, I'll, I'll take a write-up, whatever. I just need to go home. And she was just like, well, are you coming back today? Bitch, what? <laughs> no, I ain't coming back. Bitch, when I said I'm going home for the day, that means I'm going home for the day. And I ain't coming back till tomorrow. So whatever write-up you want to give a bitch, give it to me now so I can get the fuck out and go take care of myself. She also, I, I remember one of my coworkers got into a car accident that morning on his way to work and he texted her and was just like hey I don't know if I'm gonna be able to come in today I got into a car wreck and she texted him saying well do I need to send you an Uber to come get you bitch bitch no you don't like that's how much they don't give a fuck and they're going to continue to not give a fuck in that way if you keep giving them this the ability to not give a fuck in that way like this shit is like mad disrespectful like bitch uh uh-uh so when it comes to mental health days take it upon yourself to take those days take those breaks do for you what you gotta do and if it pisses them off that's it just pisses them off that's why it's important to save because at the end of the day not only are you saving money for rainy days or for shit that just happens out of nowhere that you are going to need the money for but if a job feels like they got to let you go because you are taking a mental health day because some of these places are trifling. You saved up enough money to hold you over to your next job. So don't even worry about that. You know, so your savings, your PTO, like I say, is your is your time that you earn. So as long as it's within company rules, use that shit. Or you can just flex. Flex that time if it's available to you. You know, I do fully believe that we need policies in place for mental health of employees. Um, I don't know if this is something that we're continuing to talk about. I think it's important to start the discussion. Social media is a very powerful place. And I think if we start the conversation on social media, have petitions, contact your local, you know, politicians and stuff like that. I think that anything is possible. 
I think with the right amount and everything starts locally everybody's like well what about the government what about the White House man fuck the White House they don't give a fuck about you it's about people that's in your state it's about people that's in your fucking city in your town if you talk to these people about it and then anything is possible like nothing like shut the fuck up <laughs> I just got irritated from some shit that I've heard but I do think we need to deepen the conversation on that um, and then too when you're job searching like right now I'm job searching because I'm looking for another job since I was laid off one of the things you know when you're sitting in an interview or you're on a phone interview they're just like well do you have any questions that you have to ask of me I always shock them when I ask them well what is the workplace culture like that is dumb important because sometimes the culture of the workplace can also affect your mental health. It can also drive you crazy. So it's not just the workload and the stresses of the job. It can be the people that you fucking work with from management on down. Cause I've had a job where management wasn't shit and I've had a job where my coworkers weren't shit and it can stress you out. It, and then the drama that comes with it, like, ugh, I can't. And I know a lot of people will sit there and say, well, you can ask them that question and they're just going to lie because they need someone. That is 100% fact. They will lie. But you know what won't lie? Glassdoor reviews. Now, while you're in, while you're looking for jobs, go to Glassdoor or go to Indeed. They have job reviews on there from people who worked at these companies and they're more than likely going to be the most honest reviews ever especially on Glassdoor because Glassdoor not only are you allowed to leave a review but you can do like stars of the job so it's like the best out of five and then they list the pros and cons of the job and if the pay is good if the benefits are great you know that kind of thing if you do that because let me tell you when I go back and I look at two of my jobs you know reviews if I had looked at those reviews before I went to those jobs bitch I would have never went like ever because it was just fucking insane these places like it's like what the fuck so ask about the workplace culture and look up the reviews from the employees on those jobs like I say Glassdoor and Indeed are two places that are really really good about getting those reviews um so take care of yourself first if you my dad recently had to you know took it upon himself to instill peace back into his life and to remove stress and he did that by taking a pay cut and going to a different position and he's happier than he's ever been sometimes it takes that sometimes it's not all about the money sometimes it's about your peace of mind you can have all the money in the world but if you don't have peace of mind and you drive yourself crazy what good is the money gonna do like nothing you know, sometimes you have to think like that. It's not always about money. And that's the society that we live in now. We make everything about money. And it shouldn't be. So, you know, just take it upon yourself to do whatever it is that you have to do to take care of yourself first so you can remain at peace and stable in your life. And so your family members don't have to bury someone prematurely because they stressed out over a job. Um, if you were just like, well, how are we going to work? You know, if I don't have this job, a lot of people quit their jobs and start their own businesses. And 
who can piss you off better than you? So <laughs> just start your own business. Start something that you are passionate about. That was part of the reason why I started this podcast. It's not, it's a business, but it's not lucrative or anything like that. I'm just doing this because I care about people and I care about the health of people mentally. Um, but start your own business. You know, it's going to be stressful getting started, but who better to answer to than yourself? You know, and everything that you've ever wanted in a job, instill that into your employees and add that to your policies, and you're good to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we have to take that extra step and go that extra mile. So that is it for today. Um, I know this episode is a little bit short um, because I can be really, really long-winded sometimes. I'm really working on that because I've I've had people say, oh, it's a little long-winded. So um, hopefully... It's uh, a little bit better to you guys' liking. If it's, you know, I'm just testing it out and seeing how it goes. But um, next week, we're going to talk about a topic that I think is pretty huge. I've thrown a little bit of shade about it over the last couple of weeks. But it's hashtag gay as fuck. We're going to talk about all things LGBTQ problems, from your family treating you like shit, disowning you, your friends treating you like shit, not wanting to be around you, getting let go from jobs because you're gay, because little do a lot of people know sexual orientation is not protected by law. So, we're going to talk about all these things next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I 100% appreciate it. I love you guys. I'm going to be asking for some more um, suggestions so feel free to chime in and give me suggestions for topics to talk about next season love you guys talk to you guys next week <laughs>